friends. I am back. I had to take a short little break last week to enjoy some family excitement. I have a new great nephew. His name is Judah Ryan, and I am a very proud aunt. And I am excited to be back with you and to get back into a routine on this podcast. Before I dive into today's episode on how decluttering and organizing your home can help your ADHD child, I want to share this beautiful review that my friend Haley left on Apple Podcasts. Loving this podcast. It's fun, thought-provoking, and authentic. I was hooked from the very first topic, procrastination. Funny thing is, I was actually procrastinating while I was listening to it. Let's just say I was able to take what I learned and put it to immediate action. Thank you so much, Haley, for your review. I love that you were able to take the information that I shared and immediately start acting upon it. And that's what I want from everyone who comes to this podcast. Take the information that you've learned and put it to use right away. I would love to hear from you, friend. Would you mind leaving a review on this podcast? If it's meant something to you and you come back to it every week, I want to hear how it's impacting your life. Nothing brings me greater joy than to hear from people who are listening. Also, it's a great way of supporting this podcast and my small business. Okay, friend, let's dive into today's show. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. From my experience as a parent with a child who is currently undiagnosed with ADHD, but he shows all the common signs, I think it's extremely important to work towards creating a home environment that is clutter-free and systemized with simple organization. Since children and adults with ADHD already struggle with focus and staying on task, a clutter-free and systemized home is going to provide them with a more streamlined atmosphere that's going to encourage them to be more focused and in turn increase their likeliness to be able to complete tasks. And that's the goal. We want to help them complete their task. Since children with ADHD tend to be more impulsive, When we limit the amount of visual clutter they encounter, we're going to decrease the opportunities for them to get distracted. Okay, let me back up for just a second and explain some common signs of ADHD before I dive into how decluttering your home can help your ADHD child. And if you don't have a child with ADHD, but you have a hard time keeping your kid focused on chores or simple tasks around the house, 
Don't go anywhere. This information is still going to be extremely beneficial for you. If you're not already familiar with the signs of ADHD, a child who has an attention deficit hyperactive disorder is usually more inattentive and they have a harder time staying focused. They can be more hyperactive, but not necessarily. I've encountered several friends with children who are less hyper, but are still diagnosed with ADHD since they lack the ability to focus. ADHD children have a harder time paying attention to tasks or activities, and they tend to make careless mistakes. I know with my own child, a lot of his mistakes occur because he rushes through his activities. And kids tend to rush through activities because they're bored. And boredom is a common sign among kids with ADHD. Now, of course, boredom is very common in children in general, but the boredom that occurs in an ADHD child is more frequent and happens very easily. Some children, it can almost appear as if they never fully engage in an activity because they are seen bouncing off the walls, as it appears, and they never fully complete the task that they were working on or complete the previous project that they were involved in. Children with ADHD are typically messier than children who are not, and they have a harder time with organization. They often misplace things or they lose things, and this can be very frustrating for parents. They're usually the child who can't find their homework for school. They can't find their shoes when you're late and you're walking out the door. And they are more likely to look mismatched in their clothes. In my own home with my own child, every Sunday morning, he is walking into church with his shoelaces untied. He doesn't care and he doesn't want to take the time to tie his shoes. He's eight years old and he can tie his shoes, but it's just not important to him and he just does not want to do it. So he's asked me, mom, can you just get me some Velcro shoes? Because he can't really focus on that task of tying his shoes. It takes too much effort for him to do. So I have accommodated him and I just get him some Velcro shoes, even though he's eight years old. Now, in addition to the lack of focus side of ADHD, some children are also hyperactive. If you have a boy, which I do, I have two, sometimes we want to credit that kids are just being boys or boys are just being boys. And while I do believe that some boys are rough and tumble and careless, the hyperactivity of an ADHD child is fairly distinguishable because they act as if they have an internal motor that is driving their actions at all times. If you have an ADHD child, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've seen this drive in your child. And if you're like me, you've probably found this inner drive that they have to be very exhausting because you haven't been able to keep up with them. It feels as if they are changing direction all the time, especially if your child tends to interrupt your own train of thought often. 
My son has caused me to be distracted so much throughout the years that I've even considered that I have ADHD. I don't think that I do because I can't check off a lot of the boxes for the symptoms, but I've definitely realized his behavior and his lack of focus can hinder my own attention and my own productivity. That's why I have to save a lot of my work that I do at home that requires most of my t- more of my attention and more focus from me for after he goes to sleep at night. I do that or I end up leaving the house to get my work done because it's nearly impossible for me to keep my concentration when I have a child always interrupting my train of thought. It can make for a long day and it's very exhausting, but I've discovered that multitasking just does not work for us. Now, if you're curious if your child actually has ADHD or if they're just being an energetic child, there aren't really any lab tests to determine if someone has ADHD. And a diagnosis can only be determined by observation from a licensed professional like a psychologist or your pediatrician. Some parents will take it upon themselves to make their own diagnosis based on what they're seeing in their child, and that's completely fine. Either way, you have to do what's best for your child and cater their environment to meet everyone's needs in the house, including your own. There's a lot of opinion about whether or not it's helpful to um, get a formal diagnosis, and some people will even claim that it's helpful for your child to know if they have ADHD so they can learn, you know, coping strategies and how to handle their, you know, their own ability to focus. I've never gotten a formal diagnosis for my son, but from my experience as a school teacher, my son displays all the traditional signs. So I can't personally give you a testimony whether or not it's been helpful for him to know, but I think it would be helpful for me to know and to have some answers for myself. I actually mentioned to someone just yesterday that I I was thinking about having him tested so that I can know for a fact um, and I can distinguish between his actions, if it's actually a common ADHD tendency that he's that he's acting this way, or if it's just flat out being rude. I mean, because you know he deals he has a hard time with social so, social situations, and that is also common in ADHD children as well. The Mayo Clinic even states that children who have ADHD have a harder time monitoring their social behavior than children who don't have ADHD. They don't always know how to read social situations or other people's reactions. Honestly, this simple fact gave me so much comfort because it it explains why he doesn't respond to the correction and discipline the same way that my other children have had have done in the past. It can be very frustrating for a parent when you have parented all your children basically the same way and then you have this one child who doesn't receive the same parenting as your other children do. Now that we've clearly defined what it looks like for an ADHD child, let's 
discuss how this disorder relates to their tidiness and what we can do in our home to better set up our child for success. I'm probably going to cover this topic more than once on this podcast since it's such a vital part of my own life as a mother right now, but I'm going to start off by giving you four simple things to keep in mind when you are trying to declutter and organize your home to better help your ADHD child. The first thing you need to know, you need to understand this, and I want you to remember, is the benefit of having less stuff. I have found that having less stuff to manage in my own home not only keeps me more organized and less stressed, hallelujah and amen, but it also helps my ADHD child to better manage what he is responsible for. Having less stuff helps him to better focus because there aren't things competing for his attention. It's easy to get distracted when there are things everywhere vying for your attention. For instance, since I've adopted the nothing on the counter rule, when he sits down at the kitchen island to complete his homework, there's not a lot of visual clutter in the kitchen to distract him. It's usually just me in front of him cooking a meal and constantly reminding him to stay on task. I used to be an elementary school teacher, and when I had my own classroom, it was normal for most of the rooms in the school to have walls completely covered with decorations and posters with lots of typography on them. Um, These posters were random inspirational quotes, and they would just be all over the room. There were even educational graphics that we used, and those charts and everything were supposed to help the children in their studies, and they would refer back to them. But because they were up on the wall and they got used to them, they never looked at them again. Some classrooms even had cute little themes, and it contained all the different decorations for that theme. But after a year or two of actual classroom experience with children of all different learning styles, I realized that those decorations really weren't that helpful. And honestly, they just became a distraction for the students. It really was just clutter. It became clutter for them. That's when I started weeding out my classroom and I only put up or I only kept up what was useful what was purposeful, and what was aesthetically helpful for educating my students. I found it so much easier to teach them in a classroom that wasn't overwhelmingly distracting. A classroom with blank spaces allowed their concentration to remain on what was being taught at the front of the classroom and what was being practiced on at their desk. Blank spaces can be just as helpful for our ADHD children at home. Heck, blank spaces can be beneficial for ourselves. We have to give our our mind a chance to rest, and we can gift ourselves more rest through our eyes and what our eyes see. Well, it's more of what our eyes don't see. So by decreasing what our children are able to see, we will minimize their distractions and give them a better chance of completing tasks because they're going to be able to focus so much better. So how do we do that? How do we help our kids focus more, 
by decluttering our house and getting organized in our home? I'm glad you asked. I talk a lot on this podcast um, about decluttering, and though it is definitely an important step, I think the very first step to minimizing clutter is to first stop accumulating the clutter in the first place. And most of us do this through what we are buying. Adults who have ADHD are more compulsive shoppers. They're less likely to make grocery list and they're more likely to walk out of a store with more than what they intended to buy. Children are no different and that's why you will find some children always wanting and asking you to buy them things while you're shopping. It's not always that children are spoiled or that they're given things all the time for them to constantly be asking for new things. Sometimes it's just the nature of some ADHD children. I've raised all three of my children basically the same way, and I've never been someone to randomly buy them toys at the store while we're there shopping for something like groceries. I'll even have a chat with them before we walk into the store, and I'll explain to them, all three of them, that we're only buying the things that are on the list. I'll go over store rules and etiquette and what I expect, and sure enough, Two out of three of my children are able to understand and follow my shopping rules and what I expect while my ADHD child, he asks for things all of the time at every turn. Now, I'm sure there are children that don't have ADHD that do this, but I can definitely tell a distinct difference in his behavior compared to that of my other two children. He tends to be more of a collector of things and much more sentimental towards the objects that he's collected. Purging and decluttering his toys and collections is much more challenging with him than it is with my other two children who I don't think have ADHD. He definitely doesn't mind me sorting them and organizing, but he gets very attached at the thought of getting rid of anything in his room. Now that he's older, he is much more aware of his belongings and he knows what is missing, so I can't remove things without him knowing. So I've made it a routine to go through his possessions or actually all the kids' possessions so that they get used to the concept of decluttering and get rid of, getting rid of what's not being played with. We, we usually declutter once a month when I end up I finally get tired of the mess up in the boys' room, and I go up in their room, and I completely reset their bedroom. During the rest of the month, I try to let them keep up with their the tidiness of their bedroom, and I would say that they do a pretty good job at, at it, and I try my best to praise their efforts, but it's definitely not what we call mama clean, and I'm doing the air quotes right now, mama clean. When I tell my kids, my boys, to go upstairs and clean the room, I say, I want you to clean it like mama would. They really do love it when I get in their room and I clean it because I am way more thorough than they are. My tidier son, who has to share his room with his messier little brother, especially appreciates me doing this once a month bedroom reset. It's during this monthly reset that I will get the boys more involved with any of the decluttering that needs to take place. And I don't argue with them when they decide they want to keep something that I think is no longer played with. 
I'll, I'll let them keep it, but I will end up revisiting that item later on and I'll ask them again. And eventually they do let go of old things. I usually don't have much of a struggle with this since this is a routine that we do pretty often. So they've gotten used to. If you would like to see their bedroom and what it looks like, and all their toys and their toy storage and how I organize their toys, you can go to my blog at habitsandhome.com slash 015. I've posted some pictures there on that blog for you to see their bedroom and to see how we've organized their toys. The second thing I want you to keep in mind is to keep your home organization simple. When people first start organizing, they go straight to Pinterest for all the organizing ideas and they head to Amazon and they buy all the totes and bins they think they're going to need to get their life in order. But people fail to realize that it's really important to keep your organization simplified for your ADHD children. Too many steps overwhelm children and it hinders their ability to follow through. Establishing tidy habits in children depends heavily on how successful a child can be in achieving the intended outcome. If the steps they need to follow are too complicated, they will end up choosing the path of least resistance and that, that means they will learn how to cope with their messiness. They're, they will pick messiness over doing the difficult steps to stay organized. The good thing for us moms about creating a simple system of organization is that we're already too busy with so many other responsibilities that we don't have the extra time to waste creating these elaborate systems that are eventually going to fail anyway. Not only that, we don't have extra time to maintain these systems because that's exactly what is gonna happen. If you create a system that is too complicated, you're gonna end up creating more work for yourself in the long run just to maintain your system. So how do we keep our organization simple and what do we organize that is going to be most beneficial for our ADHD child? Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to make a plan. And I find the best way to make a plan is with a good old fashioned piece of paper and a pencil. Put it on a clipboard so that you don't lose it. I really don't like using notebooks because I end up closing the notebook. And once it's closed, it's out of sight, out of mind, and I never remember where I put that plan. So I like keeping it on a clipboard and I like keeping the clipboard for such things as this on a nail inside my pantry so that it's easy to find and it's also easy to return because everything should have a home. Now, of course, you can definitely start without a clipboard. I do not want you to wait to purchase a clipboard. I want you to start right now. So if you have to use a notebook, use a notebook. I want you to write down all the rooms in your house in big squares on that piece of paper. This is basically going to be a rough drawing of your home. You can leave off any rooms that your ADHD child doesn't frequently go into, such as another sibling's bedroom or your master bathroom. Once you have all of your rooms written down in the boxes, I want you to go into those rooms and I want you to evaluate what you see. Ask yourself, what do I need to change about this room to make it more conducive for my ADHD child? What is the purpose of this room for him? And what task does he need to complete in this room? 
let's talk about his bathroom for an example. We all know the purpose of a bathroom, but you also have your own needs and desires, which is that you want this bathroom to be presentable because it is a guest bathroom. You want it to be ready for people who visit your house. And can I just put in a little plug? We shouldn't just have a tidy house because we want it to be presentable for guests. We should want a tidy house for ourselves. Okay, I'm gonna step off my soapbox on that topic. So let's talk about the tasks that take place in the bathroom. It's mainly brushing their teeth, using the toilet, washing their hands, and showering. But because we want it to be nice and tidy, we are also going to provide some cleaning supplies for them. You're going to ask yourself, what could distract my child from completing any of those tasks? Do they have bath toys that I need to remove from the space? In my opinion, bath toys are just clutter because I don't think children really need to be entertained with anything other than water, soap, and maybe some peace and quiet while they are bathing. I think it's I think it's really beneficial to teach our children how to be content in the silence of bathing. You may also need to remove any pretty decor from his bathroom. I know a lot of parents like to put up pretty colorful shower curtains, but I honestly think that colorful shower curtains can be very distracting and it creates a lot of visual clutter. Remember, blank spaces are good for children who are easily distracted. In a nutshell, you are basically going to try to strip everything from your child's bathroom down to the bare bones. Don't worry about it not looking cute. Because if you haven't noticed, neutral colors and minimal decorations are in style right now. So just let yourself be more minimal minimal for the sake of your child. Now remember I mentioned that cleaning is also going to be a task that takes place in this bathroom. Do you think it's going to be easier to clean if your child has to go hunt down cleaning supplies in another room? Or is it going to be easier if everything is already at arm's reach? You know full well it's going to be a lot easier if it's all already right there. So write that write that down in your bathroom box that you need to create a cleaning caddy with minimal cleaning items. And of course, you're going to teach him how to use these cleaning supplies. Once you have all the tasks and systems written down for one room, you're going to move on and follow the same step of evaluation for each of the rooms. If you want to do an entire room plan and execution before you tackle another room, that's completely fine. Honestly, I find it better to take on one room at a time because it's going to give you an opportunity to introduce new habits to your child one step at a time, and it's going to help them to take it on in bite-sized portions where they're better able to establish their new habits and create new routines. Speaking of routines, that brings me to my next point that I want you to keep in mind when you're organizing for your ADHD child. Children who have ADHD thrive with routines because they develop habits and automaticity to follow those routines and the systems that you've created without much thought. 
You can easily overwhelm your child if you require them to think too much about the simple tasks that you want them to complete. The goal for getting better organized isn't to make them better critical thinkers. The goal for getting organized is to lessen everyone's stress so everyone can think clearer. Keep that goal in mind as you go. Now, the problem I have personally faced is that establishing routines and creating new habits is the most difficult and challenging part. If I don't already have my own routines and my own habits established, I find it really difficult to keep up with the training of my children, especially my child who requires so much more guidance and so much more accountability. Sometimes I've created systems and schedules in the past and they've just flopped. They failed miserably because I explained it to my kids and I just expected them to follow it without much supervision. Unfortunately, this kind of hands-off approach does not work. Think about how you've ever learned a new skill or you've trained for something you've never done before. Sure, you may have had the motivation to teach yourself for a couple of the projects or the tasks that you've had to learn, but for the most part, you've had someone guiding you and checking in on you like a coach or a supervisor. Most of us have experienced this kind of training and accountability in school, but you've also probably experienced this in your career if you've ever done any kind of on-the-job training. Let me just state the obvious difference, though, in these types of training situations that is very different than parenting and training your own child. Those supervisor positions are getting paid, and it is their job to train you. They have some external motivation, and let's be honest, they don't have to attend to us all day, every day. I find myself becoming weary in the day in and day out of training my children, Our job as parents is multifaceted, and the different roles that we have to perform in our child's life aren't always clear. We don't have some guideline given to us from the top where we have steps and we have directions. There is no one supervising us, making sure that we're carrying out the entire plan and seeing that we have all the boxes checked off for our parenting. Parents are autonomous meaning we are the ones who are responsible for evaluating our kids' needs, creating goals for them, and laying out plans for them to follow through. Of course, there are services that we could hire out to help us with any of these steps, like a counselor, a coach, or a daycare. But for the most part, the entire process of training and establishing habits in our children is in our hands. It can be quite overwhelming. And to be honest, a lot of parents probably throw up their hands and just hope for the best. But I'm not like a lot of parents and I'm betting that you aren't either. So what do we do? We evaluate the needs, we create a plan, and we execute the plan through trial and error. We don't know if these routines are going to work, but the only way to figure it out is to give them a good run, and we do that through consistency. Which brings me to my fourth and final point that I want you to remember while you're getting more organized for your ADHD child. Consistency is key with ADHD. (laughs) I could totally turn that into a motto. Repeat that to yourself with 
definitely with some exclamations behind it. Consistency is key with ADHD. (laughs) But seriously, consistency helps ADHD kids tremendously. You can have all of the routines in the world laid out in your house, but if you don't act them out consistently, your child will feel lost. Do you know what it's like to feel lost? It's not fun. I remember having a heartfelt conversation with my daughter one night, and she told me, Mama, I just feel lost. It broke my heart, and I was partly to blame because of my lack of consistent daily routine. She needed to learn that very skill. She needed to learn how to be consistent. Lack of consistency can actually become a bad habit. And I've lived a couple of years in that wild and free mindset. And let me just tell you that everyone in my house suffered because of it. We thrive on consistency. Consistency gives us the option of being spontaneous. When you have no consistency, you take away the spontaneity and you ultimately create chaos. ADHD kids do not do well in chaos. Consistency is crucial with establishing new habits and routines. And since you're making changes in your home to better suit your ADHD child, you're going to need to get your act together and you're going to need to learn how to be more consistent. If you find that you struggle with consistency in your own habit training, you're going to find out that it's even harder to stay consistent with your child's habit training. This is why you have to start with just one new habit at a time and make sure it's well-established and it becomes automatic before you take on other habits. Sometimes parents, they want to bite off more than they can chew and tackle several habits at one time. And you really need to just start with one. I've also found it easier to be consistent when I'm not the one in charge of the activity that is part of the routine. For instance, I've always wanted to hear my boys read at night before they go to bed, but I find myself stuck in the kitchen, tidying up and resetting the house before it's my own time to go to bed. I made it a rule not long ago that I would not clean after they have gone to bed. I wanted to be able to relax. I wanted to have some me time. So in order to get their bedtime reading in, I've asked Jared if he would step in and spend some time listening to them read. He totally didn't mind me asking him to do this because he wasn't the one wore out from being with them all day. He came home refreshed. He hadn't been able to spend time with them all day. And so he was much more consistent with this routine at night than I was able to be. He really took ownership of this time. And I actually attribute them being such good readers to this time that they spent reading to their dad every night. So I want to really encourage you, friend, to tap into the strengths of your husband and your other family members. See where you can delegate tasks to them. My daughter, for an example, is like a second mother to her younger brothers. So I've recruited her to be, well, honestly, to be almost everything, my right-hand girl, But I've also recruited her to be our after-supper director. She hands everyone the tools that they need to clean up. 
the broom to one of her brothers to sweep and a cloth, like a dish rag, and the thieves cleaner to the other brother to wipe down the table after we've gotten up. This really helps me to stay consistent with our after dinner routine and it helps with the cleanup and it keeps me from spending all night in the kitchen. I also have everyone wash their dish. We have this little routine that we do. We spray, wash, dry, and put away. Spray, wash, dry, and put away. So it looks like a little assembly line after we've done, after we've had dinner. It, it, it really works out very beautifully. Another task that I've delegated to um, my son, my middle son, is he is usually the first one to be ready when we have to leave the house to go anywhere. So I have asked him to be responsible for starting up the car. He knows how to push the button and start the car and for loading up anything that I have set by the back door. He's really, really good at this. And because I already have so many other tasks that I'm completing before we leave the house, this is a job that is consistently done because it's been given to somebody else who is better equipped for doing it. So I want you to think about ways you can set yourself up to be more consistent with your routines. First of all, don't bite off more than you can chew and start with just one new routine at a time. You want to baby that routine until it becomes second nature to everyone in your home. Secondly, delegate when you can. Your children can do way more than you give them credit for. I learned this firsthand when I took a mission trip to Guatemala and I saw five-year-olds carrying their infant siblings on their backs to a feeding center and then I watched them feeding their sibling before they even fed themselves. Y'all, I was in amazement at what these little children could do. You should have seen me once I came home from that mission trip. I was delegating tasks and chores to my children left and right. I thought if those children can do that, then my children who are a little bit older can definitely start pulling their weight around the house. So Keep in mind that your children can do hard things. They just need to be trained and you need to look at them and see where their strengths are. Okay, so now we are super motivated to make some changes in our home for our ADHD child. But friend, let me tell you, this is not just going to help your ADHD child or just your other children. It's going to help you. Hello, sanity. Where have you been my whole life? All right, let's go over the points that I want you to remember before you get started and while you're doing your decluttering and your organizing of your home that's going to be more catered towards your ADHD child. These are specific for children who have a hard time focusing or even parents that have a hard time focusing. All right, point number one is that I want you to stop shopping. And I want you to focus on owning less. Nobody has time for all the management that extra stuff requires. Plus, it's distracting. Remember, blank spaces are good. If you have to go change out your shower curtain, go change it out very soon. Point number two is to keep your home organization simple. Super simple. So that your ADHD child as well as your yourself who has a mama brain, that you can stay focused and you can be more successful. Point number three, establish your routines in order to create habits 
and automaticity. You want your house running, basically running without you. Can it do that if you step away? Can your house just run if you had to take a trip all of a sudden? You want to establish those routines and those habits for everyone in your house. So that brings me to point number four, which is how do we get those, how do we establish those routines and habits through consistency? Consistency is key with ADHD. And to be more consistent, you're going to start with just one habit at a time. And you're also going to see where you can delegate responsibilities to other people in your house so that routines are followed through without you, okay? So first of all, one new habit at a time, and secondly, delegate. Get your, your get your people in your house to help you. All right, friends, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Would you mind leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts? I love hearing from you. I love to hear how it's affecting you and the message that I'm sharing. I would love for you to leave a review. And if you would like to share this with your friends, take a screenshot of this episode and put it up in your social media stories. And don't forget to tune in later this week as Jared and I do another episode on our monthly marriage mentorship. This episode, we're going to be sharing our personalities when it comes to clutter and cleaning. You are not going to want to miss this. Hey friend, are you ready to dive in, start decluttering and become more productive in life and in business? Well, I have the solution for you. Head on over to habitsandhome.com slash freebies to grab my three-step guide for downsizing and decluttering any room in your home. This is the tried and true method I use with every client in my professional organizing business, and I know it will help you too. Also, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me hanging out with my family and renovating our farmhouse over on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Lisa at the Habits and Home Show.